Welcome to Thrive, your weekly guide to living your healthiest life with Shannon Crow, certified health coach, and Marsha King, dietitian and nationally accredited nutritionist. Each week, we're going to cover all things health and wellness. So let's get to it. Hello, friends. Uh, welcome back. It's just Shannon today. Uh, Marsha is out and about traveling, um, visiting friends and family. So we wish her well this week and safe travels. But um, you're stuck with me. I am coming to you from a new place. I'm going to you from my attic yoga studio um, that is fairly newly put together, 2023. Um, I've got my diffuser going, some lavender oil. I'm feeling the stress hitting at that time this semester. Um, lots of conferences happening and lots of deadlines. And I took some time for myself today to practice some yoga as I do many days a week now. Uh, not enough though. <laughs> um, just to kind of help me chill out a little bit and refocus so that I can continue to hopefully be successful and productive the rest of the day. But I thought we'd talk today a little bit about sleep. Um, sleep is one of my favorite topics. I feel like I have lots of favorite topics, so who am I kidding? Um, but it's one of those things that most of us talk about all the time, but never really get. And I think there's something interesting in our society where it's almost applauded if you don't get enough sleep. Um, you know, I, I teach a lot of music lessons, as I think a lot of you know. Um, and I often will ask the kids, hey, how are you doing today? And one of their first responses is, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Um, and a lot of my adults do the same thing. You know, I'm stressed. I'm tired. Um, long week. All that good stuff. And... It never seems to change. Very rarely does someone come in and say, hey, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling energized. Had some great sleep last night. Um, and it's one of those things that I find is almost a competition of who got the least amount of sleep. I remember that a lot in college and young adulthood. Um, and I think that's a horrible place for us to be in. And I'm not sure how we got here, but I hope that we leave this um, sort of mindset that the less sleep, the better the less sleep you're winning, if you will, um, in the competition of who's working harder or wh whatever it means. I have no idea what it means. Uh, but I found that for several years, every December and every April, May, that time, I would get sick every year. And that's always the end of the semester for me uh, in my teaching schedule when we had the most concerts and recitals and yada, yada, yada. I would get sick every stinking time i knew it was coming um and part of it, I, I do believe is because of stress um and all of a sudden you know you kind of survive that final concert and your body goes oh and i can get sick so i think there's some of that in there but i know it's because i never rested um we'll talk about stress another day because this is also connected but it was definitely the lack of sleep and Sleep is so important. It's when our body literally recovers and repairs. But it's also um, when our immune system is strengthened and also recovers. Excuse me, allergies. Um, and it's it's when our body can um, just literally cleanse itself. And if it doesn't have the opportunity 
then we are stuck with being sick and we are stuck with being, um, maybe you did a workout the day before and the next day you're extraordinarily sore. Well, that could be lots of things, but it could be because you didn't rest enough. You didn't sleep enough. Um, <coughs> excuse me, my goodness. Maybe I need to adjust my attic. Anyway, um, and so I think there's there's a lot of reasons why we need to sleep. Our mood is often better. Um, people who are struggling with anxiety and depression can really benefit from sleep because their body can just function more highly. Um, there's lots of reasons why it's important to sleep. And so there's a couple of ways I find helpful to get quality sleep. Because sometimes um, I've had clients who are like, well, I go to bed at a certain time and I can't fall asleep. Or I wake up in the middle of the night. So I go to sleep at a good time, but you know, I wake up in the middle of the night and I can't get back to sleep. So there's a couple ways to help ourselves get quality sound sleep. And then yes, there's gonna be every once in a while where you just it stinks and hopefully tomorrow night's better. Um, but one of my things is that I like to do during is during the daytime, and that's getting fresh air. Uh, I think a lot of us are focused when we have little kids in the house. Ooh, I get them fresh air, wear them out so they fall asleep or they nap better. Um Adults are the same. We get fresh air. It it's cleansing. It relaxes us. It cleans out our lungs. Um, the extra vitamin D and all the other good stuff that we get from the sunshine. It actually helps us sleep better um, at the end of the day. So even if it's not like right before bed that you go for your walk or sit on the porch for your fresh air, if you get any sort of outside time during the day, it's going to help you sleep better. Um, caffeine consumption. I think a lot of us think that you know that afternoon coffee is going to give us a pick, you know, pick up, lift me up, but it's also potentially going to keep you awake. Um, and so I think it's important to be aware of how it affects your body. I have a lot of clients. I have them keep track of how they feel after certain foods, um, digestion wise, sleep wise, energy wise, um, brain fog wise, but caffeine's are very similar. I think a lot of us do not give it as much power as it actually has. So be aware of when you drink your last cup of coffee, your Coke, whatever is in your routine and see how that affects your sleep. Alcohol as well. Um, I know a lot of people will have a glass of wine when they're cooking or at dinner time or at the end of the evening, they'll have a beverage. Um, and I remember all the time, you know, especially as I've been, you know, after you hit 21 and you become a working adult and everyone's like, oh, I, I got to go to bed tonight. I'm going to get have a glass of wine. It's going to help me go to sleep. Okay. So it might help you go to sleep, but it's going to wake you up later. So be aware of how much alcohol you consume. Be aware of um, when you consume it, if you consume it, uh, and then how it affects your sleep. Because like I said, it can put you to sleep maybe, but it's going to wake you up later. So those things are very important to be aware of. Um, the other thing I always like to think of is your routine is going to bed at a consistent time as much as possible. Obviously life happens, but if you can go to bed at the same amount of time, your body's going to be used to that routine versus constantly having to adjust and change. So I have some people um, that I've worked with in the past where they get distracted or focused in the evening, either getting work done or lost in a fabulous book or watching movies or whatever the thing is. I find it helpful to sometimes set an alarm. We have an alarm to wake up. Sometimes we have an alarm to take certain medications or supplements. Why not set an alarm to go to bed or just, you know, start the bedtime routine, 
figure out how long it's going to take you to do, you know, your face washing and moisturizing and teeth brushing. And if you have prayer time or meditation or whatever your routine is, figure out how long that takes you and then set an alarm. That way you're still going to put at the same time you've allotted for it. Um, and that creates a nice routine for your body. Same thing if you can wake up at a consistent time as well. Yes, even on the weekends, even on the days off, your body will tend to function a little better um, and respond better with more quality, consistent sleep that way. Um, winding down too. Notice I said your bedtime routine. I'm hoping that also includes turning off your electronics Stop watching the TV, put the laptop away, put the phone away. All those electronics um, will definitely affect your sleep. Um, I know people have all those blue light glasses and that sort of thing. Just turn it off. It, it, it'll be there in the morning. You, you don't need to leave it on. You don't need to be up all night. You don't need it to the moment you go to bed. Turn it off. A lot of people, their mind is out of control as they're trying to fall asleep. It's think about all the things they should have done, need to do, did do, what they said, what somebody said to them, um, what they saw in the news, all, you know, their mind goes nuts. So a couple of thoughts there. One is don't watch the news before you go to bed. For most of us, it is not a joyful topic, um, whether it was, um, you know, crime or a political something or um, just the news, you know, the wars happening in the world, um, the economy. I mean, there's so many things that we could get really upset about. And then what's going to be in your head as you fall asleep, everything you just read or heard. So I encourage you if, you know, if, um, to get your news, do it during the daytime. Plenty of time. So you have to, time to process whatever you heard, read, watched, um, and you can come to terms with it on some level, bef well before bedtime so you can sleep better. Another thing I have a lot of clients do who tend to really mull everything over, have a journal by your bed. Make that part of your bedtime process. If you can release what's in your head onto a piece of paper, generally that relieves a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety. It's almost like your brain and your body has dealt with whatever it is, even if it's not 100%, um, has it completely come to a conclusion, whatever that thing might be. Usually it's just enough. So your brain thinks, okay, I've released it. I've done what I can do now. And then it's there for you tomorrow um, to deal with whatever it might be. And maybe it's not even to deal with, maybe it's just getting it down on paper. You feel released. Um, and then you're, you're good to go to bed or just having a journaling practice in general. Maybe it's not just getting rid of negative or stressful thoughts. Maybe it's just getting up thoughts. Um, and I like to leave the, the journal by your bedside. That way, if you do happen to wake up in the middle of the night and your brain is going nuts, or you had a crazy dream or brilliant idea, um, you can write it down. Then your brain has kind of done its job for the moment and you can go right back to sleep. So I love the idea of having a paper and pencil journal. Then you're also not using electronics and having that light um, and the energy wake you up. So love the journal. Some people I know will choose to meditate before bed. I've done that before. I love a good yoga practice before bed. Same idea. It's kind of like a slowing down, helping to quiet the mind and the body. Um, I find those sorts of practices very helpful. Rigorous exercise, maybe not. Um, but something to really just quiet the mind is helpful. Having a glass of water by my bedside is also important. Um, you heard me earlier coughing a little bit, allergies come and go throughout the year. Um, maybe you were cleaning and 
something in the air is getting to your, your throat and you need a glass of water, maybe it's just dry in your home and um, you need water. If you have to get up in the middle of the night to get a glass of water, that just disrupted your entire sleep cycle and you have to start over. So if you have that glass of water at your bedside, perfect. Um, I also like to have a humidifier or diffuser going. That also helps to keep me from waking up as much um, in the middle of the night because it keeps all my mucous membranes um, moist. That sounds disgusting, doesn't it? Um, but, you know, it keeps my nose and everything from getting so dried out, my eyes. So once you're asleep or once you're falling asleep, I always like to make sure to that the thermostat goes down um, to a cooler temperature at night. The heater's not working as hard. Um, I also consider my bed attire. Is that the word I want to go for? Um, how many blankets I need for that time of year, whether it's hot or cold, because generally most of us tend to sleep better when it's a little bit cooler where we're at. Um, so if you have all the blankets and you have to keep kicking them off in the middle of the night, maybe you need to get rid of one. If you're freezing all the time, maybe you need to add one. Um, but kind of keep it, be aware of what you tend to do in the middle of the night, um, temperature wise. So in my bedroom, I have blackout shades um, and I have an adjacent bathroom that connects. So I will often close the door there too, so that the light from the sun or the street lamps um, doesn't shine in or the bright moon if there's not clouds in the sky. That way it's dang near pitch black in my bedroom when I'm sleeping. And that is super helpful, but it's still not hundred percent. So what I also do, and anyone who knows me knows I'm obsessed with my eye mask. So, you know, those eye masks that they give you on the airplanes to sleep, um, that sort of thing. I have one that's similar. Um, it was actually a gift from a dear friend. And what I love about this one is it's satin. So you don't get the creases in your skin um, on your face, but it also is thicker because it has basically cutouts for your eyes. So you're not smashing your eyes. It's amazing. But what I love about it um, is that if I just happen to roll over the middle of the night, instead of my eyes fluttering open, which somehow they always seem to, I have that mask over my eyes and my eyes don't even know that they were open you know, for that brief moment, which means it's consistent darkness. My brain is tricked into thinking I'm still asleep um, and I can just instantly fall back asleep if I woke up for that you know, moment while I was tossing and turning, getting resituated. What I've also found is that it keeps my eyes from drying out in the middle of the night. So sometimes, you know, you wake up in the morning and you don't feel rested. You kind of feel groggy and ugh. I have found that it's oftentimes because my eyes are so dried out. So if I have the mask on, um, it is a way to keep my eyes from drying out and getting all, well, ugly, which is my word of the day. Um, so that is a huge game changer for me. Huge game changer. Um, so I highly encourage that as well. I'm trying to think of anything else I forgot to share. I feel like I have so many favorite things for my sleep. Sleep, I'm, I just, I gotta have it. Um, I find I'm more anxious if I don't, and I definitely tend to get sick. So I have lots of little tricks that I've used over the years. Um, I'm curious to see what everyone else is doing to get their sleep and, and how much they find is, um, makes them feel their best. So I feel like most studies say seven to nine hours is ideal. For me, ideally it's nine hours. I feel my hundred percent best, but if I can get between seven and a half and eight hours a night, I'm still doing pretty good. I'm feeling pretty solid. Um, so I'm curious to see what everyone else does to get their quality sleep, their do's, their don'ts, their non-negotiables. 
um, yeah, let us know. Keep us posted. Send us a message uh, on the podcast. Speaking of the podcast, I love checking out who's listening. So I'd like to welcome Canada. Um, I know we welcomed Germany a few weeks ago, a few episodes ago. Of course, we've got some friends in the United States um, where we're at. But welcome to the community, Canada. Can't wait to see who's next, but keep us posted on what you guys are doing up there. Was it last week or a couple weeks ago? We started the What's Cooking segment to our podcast. And I will tell you that when the semester gets stressful, I tend to stick with the same routine because I know it's going to work. I know it's healthy. I know how to do it. Um, I can do it fast. But something I brought back because my body was definitely craving it, was giving me some science, is my lunchtime salad. And I tend to get in the rut of just doing leafy greens and a protein, and that's it. Um, but I started making it a habit to put in some cut fruit um, and some cabbage to get different textures, to get obviously different uh, minerals and nutrients. So right now, um, I just cleaned out my aeroponic garden over the weekend um, to get it ready to go for another set of, I call them crops. Um, my husband makes fun of me. But um, an another round of plants that are starting um, in seedlings right now. So I have a lot of uh, mixed greens, some kale, arugula, chard, um, what else do I have? Brussels sprout leaves, a whole bunch of different mixed greens. And then I went to the store and grabbed some purple cabbage and sliced that up. So that's in my, uh, I do a mixture of those in my salad. Right now I'm finishing up some apples. So I chopped those up and put them on my salad. Um, I got some oranges from later as well. And then I roast um, real quick if I have time. If I don't, then I don't. I just use them anyway. Pecans um, for some healthy fats. Um, that's what I've been using lately, although I do sometimes use sesame seeds or almonds. Um, and if I pack it, to go, if I'm on the go for my lunch, I'll put the nuts in a separate little Tupperware type container. That way they don't get soggy. Because what I'll do is I'll put a little balsamic vinaigrette that I made on my salad before I leave. Um... And then, oh, pardon me. Um, and then it keeps the apples from getting all browned and icky. Um, excuse me, because I'm popular today. Um, and so, yes, I use balsamic vinegar. And then I add the nuts in once I'm ready to eat. And then for my proteins, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry for all these ding-dings. Okay. Um, and then for my protein, because you have to have your protein, right? Every meal. I got my leafy greens, got my healthy bats. Um, and so for my protein, um, like today I'm gonna use leftover chicken from last night's tacos. So I um in our tacos on Tuesday, I always uh, do some chicken breast and then some red bell peppers. So that's gonna go on my um salad today without the apples, by the way. Um but oftentimes what I do, especially when I'm on the go, is I'll get wild-caught salmon that comes either in the pouches or in the can. Um, so it's real convenient. I can toss it in. It's a whole lot of protein. And yay, healthy fats, more of those. Um, if I don't have leftover chicken here and I'm at home, I'll actually take some tofu, put it into little squares, season it up. Um, I often will use some of those like meat rubs, those seasoning mixes. Um, always check the labels, of course, for anything hidden in there that you do not want to add to your diet. Because sometimes they do add some sneaky stuff in there. Um, I'll toss the tofu in that and I'll stick it in my air fryer for like five to ten minutes, depending on how big my cubes are. And then I toss it in my salad. It's almost like having a mixture of a crouton um, and a chicken nugget. 
but yay for the protein there and some extra flavor. So that's what's cooking in my neighborhood or in my home this week. That's what's new. Here's to see how you salad. I love a good salad, but I do find that I get bored oftentimes. So I'm curious what people are putting on their salads. Um, so yeah, I think that's where we're going to wind down. I think you've heard enough of my voice for one day. So hopefully we'll get Marsha back home safely and we'll be able to get together and you'll hear from both of us next week. Um, and let us know what else you want to hear from us. I know we have our topics in mind, but what are you guys thinking about? What do you want to learn about or talk about or think about some more? Keep us posted. Um, and until then, stay happy, healthy, and safe. joining us for another episode of Thrive, your weekly guide to living your healthiest life. Head over to our Facebook and our Instagram and share with us your takeaways from today's episode. If you enjoy our podcast, please share with others and be sure to like, rate, and review. May you continue to strive to thrive and we'll see you next week.